This is The Social Geek Radio Network. And welcome to the Social Geek Podcast. I'm Jack Munson, your host and marketing conciliary. Today, we're live in the podcast zone at Franchise Expo South in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Working with MFE Expositions and the IFA, we're on a mission to find some innovative and diverse franchise concepts and find out what these entrepreneurs love about franchising. Today's episode is brought to you by our newest sponsor, Adplora, along with Answer Connect, Northeast Color, and a quick note about Brand J. The industry's top Fran Dev marketing agency has a unique and innovative direction on franchise development videos, personal branding, fractional Fran Dev sales, and more. Check out the new website today at brandj.com. Back in the podcast zone at Franchise Expo South, chatting now with MJ Almirati. MJ, how are you? I am doing great, Jack. How about yourself? I am doing terrific. I can't wait to ask you about your brand because I've seen you at a couple of expos already. And your brand seems to attract more attention these days than any other brand in the expo. Tell me about Pharaoh. Thank you. Thank you, Jack, for the introductory. And thank you for uh, bringing me in today. Pharaoh is a power horse. That's what I can name it as. Pharaoh is a power horse that has determined to stand and go above and beyond in the franchise industry as uh, being the pioneers of smoke, vape, CBD, and phone repair. We've been uh, excellencing our approach on making this a very well-known brand in the United States as we are the first ones uh, to combine all of these four different business categories and make it into a one turn and keep business. I love the idea of doing more than one thing, but perhaps it's for consumers who are looking for two or or three of those concepts all kind of together in one. It is absolutely uh, that uh, aspect of it, but the main thing we notice and realize from the data of our customers is All of these four business categories that we've had all fall into the needs of customers. Mm -hmm. And on the other hand, for the franchisee or business owner perspective is I am able to target all of these different streams of income into a one business model, but it's easy. It's not a chaos of merging them the way we set it up that way. Right, right. And then I would assume, too, as time goes on, there might be other lines of business that could be added to it, or or maybe for some franchisees, one or two of those things really take off, and that's the majority of their business. It, it feels like there's there's a lot of um, there's a lot of potential opportunity to to shift with the consumer needs. Does that make sense? One hundred percent, Jack. Uh, so Pharaoh is a trend store. Uh, we call them Pharaoh stores as we like to seek what is trending and uh, booming in the business. And uh, our focus 
that we decided to move forward with was mainly first the, the vape and phone repair. Then the trend of smoking also became popular. We added it into the business trend. The phone repair, uh, the CBD got grown larger in the last seven, eight years. Sure. And we added it also into our concept. We actually now also added uh, our clothing uh, oh. apparel uh, designs into our concept. So now we've added clothing to the trend. Uh, and we're trying as much as possible to make it very modern, but in the same time, very accessible for the customers and for the investors. It is a additional great business stream income. Excellent. So I've got to ask about some of your marketing and branding. Um, where does Pharaoh come from? It, it, you've got a very Egyptian look to the uh, to the to the logo and some of the things at your booth here. Is that am I following that correctly? You are. You are. So Pharaoh uh, has been the it, admiration for us all as we want to bring back the legacy of the pharaohs always being the best in the market or being the largest kings and uh, that that goes very deep as in you know we we started this franchise there was nothing no franchises that done it how do we become more uh, very unique like the Egyptians of Pharaoh that way, uh, we desi designed our stores that looks exactly like you're walking into an Egyptian pyramid. Oh, wow. So the customer experience goes above and beyond from that aspect. We said, let's make it better for, for the franchisees and make them feel the same effect our customers are feeling in our stores and the event. You know, we have the cultural Egyptian costumes that the brand ambassadors and models are using. Um, we have a lot of products that were and games that people are playing. Uh, we have the exotic luxury cars with the fun and modern new marketing designs on it. Um, and uh, now we've added a few more things where we're bringing small pieces of our locations to kind of show the franchisees or potential leads uh, what the store is going to look like as a Egyptian decor from the inside that makes it look like you're actually inside of a pyramid. Wow. I love that idea of, of sharing and selling an experience. 100%. Where your products are things that we could go other places and, and buy those same products. But it's really that experience that I think consumers today are really looking for so it's just such a cool concept I would definitely say and I'm humbled to say this uh, thanks to the IFA overall for uh, being a lending hand for the franchising industry overall I've learned so much from it and like you said uh, you know we if, if we're doing something new we like to ask you know and get better and uh, mainly the most important thing that I've gained through the IFA here is people are genuine if you treat them really yes. nice and breaking down the question to the simplest way will give you a faster answer on solving your uh, issues or problems that you're trying to solve franchising wise very good well thank you for uh, sharing some about the brand because people keep asking me 
what do those Pharaoh guys do? Wow, did you see that? So, so it's been it's been great learning a little bit more about your brand. My last question for you, and this is my sort of my favorite question of the year for all franchisors and franchisees: What do you enjoy the most about leading the team at Pharaoh? Um, I, I gotta give you this, Jack. This is the most uh, important question at the end of the day. We we all wake up seeking to live our lives and it would not be better to wake up and go to work or do something if you're not enjoying it mm-hmm. I wake up with the biggest smile on my face no matter how my day goes bad things happen in life matter of fact uh, my grandmother died three days ago and uh, I, I am uh, sad that she left but mainly you know she wanted this rest in her life yeah. at her time she's uh, over a hundred years so it wow. was uh, you know it was more of a release for yeah. her to leave from the hospital uh, but it gave me also the hunger and power and determination that I made her smile building this company with my brothers I know she would have been happier that I'm here at the event telling everyone that do not stop on your dreams believe in yourself and do the things that you enjoy I've worked in multiple different business categories and business uh, sections that are different from each and almost all of them it is sometimes hard for me to enjoy doing it on a daily basis but with Pharaoh you know being a modern company uh, that has established a fun culture and a great atmosphere with a long vision that is teaching all the current team members and the new franchises that we're not perfect, but we're going to be better every time. So uh, handling it with our best capabilities, teaching the people how to operate their own business, but in an easy way, was the main factor that made us enjoy it. You know, any business owner wants to have it very easily ran. And if it's not, if your business is not able to become simple to be ran, it's it's a lot of pressure and it's hard to enjoy. Right. So we focused on making it easy so it's more time to enjoy while you're working. It's the other way around. You can't try to always focus on just doing the things that makes you the operations more complex. You have to simplify the operations and make them enjoyable so your team members, your investors, yourself as a business owner does not want to come to the store late, does not want to open the business even a minute late. And so many brands seem to spiral downwards. Um, Franchisors and franchisees making things harder on each other and then you enjoy the work less and then that makes it even harder. So so it's, it's a great vision you have to, to sort of go past that and, and start off from the right place. So MJ, thank you so much for being here today. Um, uh, sorry to hear about your loss, but I'm so glad uh, your grandmother had a, a nice long life and she was able to see you start this company and grow it. So, so that's something to celebrate as well. Absolutely, thank you, Jack. And I, I would like to uh, recognize my brothers and partners who've worked a lot along my side on building this company and you guys uh, people that are listening to us uh, look us up on Faro underscore stores uh, you're gonna see our new growth and uh, 
our we have actually a live podcast as well in our Instagram page there. So thank you, Jack. Very and good. We'll have links to all of those places in the show notes today so people perfect. can find you easily. MJ, thanks for being here, man. Have a great show. Likewise. Thank you, Jack. Back in the podcast zone in Fort Lauderdale with MFV and the IFA. Right now I'm talking to Bill Tassilo from Spherion Staffing and Recruiting. Bill, welcome to the podcast zone. Thanks so much, Jack. Pleasure to be here. So tell me about your brand. I, I've seen it around for a while, and from what you were telling me earlier, it, it's really quite a, a, a legacy brand in the franchise space. Tell me about the brand and what you do. It is. So Spherion is a 76-year-old company. We started in Chicago in the 40s um, in the staffing business as a company called City Car Unloaders. Obviously, that's not a brand that rolls off the tongue right away for somebody. <laughs> you didn't so, keep City Car Unloaders. We didn't keep City Car believe. Unloaders, exactly. But it was a very descriptive brand of what we did. We unloaded rail cars ah. um, on, an, on an interim basis. So we went through a couple different uh, brand changes. We were known as Personnel Pool, Labor Pool. Uh, we then became Interim Staffing Services. And in a 2000... Uh, integration and merger with another company called Norell, we became Spherion to, uh, rep- to re- really represent the fact that we were uh, not only in the United States, but also in Canada and Mexico at that time. Got it. And you've been franchising for over 60 years yeah, or so. Yeah, 60 years or so. Our first franchise was in Baltimore, Maryland Nice. Um, in the uh, in the mid-50s or so. And our, our most tenured franchises have been with us for 43 and 41 years wow. alone. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. So I love those brands that that, uh, that keep franchisees that long. I, I think they just might work out, right? Uh. Yeah, and it's really it's very gratifying to see second and third generations yeah, of yeah. these families get involved in the business. We have a, an owner right now in the Midwest. He's got his kids involved in the business. His family's involved in the business. Uncles and stuff like that. It's a very big operation, and they have. Of their 60 or so employees, probably a third of them are internal family members. And he's building his organization of, in the framework of as he moves on, he'll be able to gift an organization that he's built to each one of his children. Yeah, I see a lot of that in franchising, though a lot in home services, maybe automotive, yep. uh, definitely restaurants. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's very cool in sort of the B2B franchise yeah. space that, yeah. that the next generations are, are getting involved. So tell me a little bit more about what you're working on now and how are you, uh, how are you and your franchisees helping all of the businesses out there that are having such a challenge with staffing? Sure. So it's been a very interesting time. Uh, you know, we went through 10 years of nice, um, progressive growth year in and year out coming out of the economic downturn of 2007, 2009, 2010 or so. So we had a nice, consistent growth pattern going. Uh, I'll never forget, we were in Fort Lauderdale in February of 2020, having our annual kickoff meeting, 250 people in the Weston Ballroom and just having a big time and everything. Totally oblivious to the fact that two weeks from then, our world was going to change dramatically, right? We navigated 2020. Um, very, a very interesting year for our business. There was obviously a lot of shutdowns. Um, we had offices in the Northeast that had very limited amount of availability and getting folks to work, but some of those individuals were classified as essential workers. So we we're able to keep that revenue stream coming. But what happened in our business, particularly in markets in Texas and Tennessee and Florida and Georgia, Cal- uh, 
markets that stayed open or reopened more quickly, a lot of that business pushed to the south. Mm. Manufacturing, logistics, transportation, those types of things, getting goods and products from one end to the other. Obviously, there was, uh, it was this running joke, right? Toilet paper and paper towels were the highest demand <laughs> right, items right. in the United States. Those things are needed no matter what we're, what businesses are open and closed. So if there was a plant in New York State, for example, that was distributing paper towels and they couldn't work, they just pushed that business to Georgia where they could work and distributed it that way. So our, we ended up the year of 2020 only down 5.6% from, wow. the, from the previous year, which was a record year for us in 2019. So, yeah, and then 2021, 2022, 2023 have all been growth years for us really stymied more by the recruiting issues that all businesses are facing right now the tight labor market the yeah. tight labor pool the aging of the workforce those types of things so that has been the the biggest challenge our owners and uh, our organization has faced what trends are you seeing right now when it comes to staffing and recruiting specifically with franchisors and franchisees anything anything new happening or is it sort of the same challenges we've been seeing for a couple of years most of the challenges have been relatively consistent, but technology has entered into our business um, as it has into most all businesses and changed the dynamic a little bit of it. One of the things that's really helped us with is the ability to offer more flexible scheduling for people. People have got busy lives now, whether they're students, they're at-home parents, whatever the case may be, they may not have a full 40 hours uninterrupted work to week, week to work. So what we've got some technology now that we utilize that allows us with the right kind of customers and the right kind of jobs to break a 40 hour job up essentially into 10 four hour compartments mm. that an individual can use an app that they get on their cell phone or their, their personal device to schedule themselves for any of those four hour increments within that 40 hour work week that work for them. So it's, it's a relatively common platform in hospitality in some of those industries, but much less so in the businesses that we support more prevalently, like transportation, logistics, manufacturing, administration, stuff like that. I love the idea of taking the same technology that people are used to using, whether they're ordering up a car or ordering up food yeah. or something mm -hmm. else, and but, but putting it into your world. I, I love that idea. So very cool work happening there. My favorite question of the week for all of the franchisors here. What do you enjoy the most about working for your brand? Well, without a doubt, I come from an, an entrepreneurial family. My dad was an entrepreneur, owned his own business down here in South Florida. Um, I became an entrepreneur, started my own company, um, sold it, started another one with some partners and sold it. What I like now is I do work for, for a corporation, but I get to work every day with entrepreneurs who are either living their dream on a daily basis or finding a way to live their dream. And to me, there's nothing more inspiring in this country than the individual who bets the farm on a business and this becomes their livelihood and their way to contribute not only to their family but also to the community and to the, the, the country at large with a relevant business that in our particular market, our segment, finds people work and gives them meaningful purpose, if you will, from an income standpoint, solves customers' problems from a, a headcount standpoint, and at the same time, we earn a living off of that. That's probably as gratifying 
a job as I could think of to find outside of maybe being the priest, which is what my mother wanted me to be. <laughs> well, sorry, Mom, we, we came up with something her. almost as good and, and hopefully inspiring a lot of people along the way, too. Bill, if, if people have questions about your brand or questions for you specifically, where can we send them? Oh, sure. Uh, first, go to our website, spherion.com. It's S-P-H-E-R-I-O-N.com forward slash franchise will take you right to our franchise page but you can navigate through the website to anything you can find me on linkedin bill tosillo uh you can find us on facebook you can find us on tiktok on instagram any of those avenues or reach out to one of our 220 offices around the country and they will get you in touch with either myself or my partner on the west coast in california dan burnell um, and we will help you learn a little bit more about the Spherion franchise opportunity. All right, very good. Thank you so much for joining us in the podcast zone today. My pleasure, Jack. Thanks so much for having me. Back to our discussion after a quick word from Adplore, our newest sponsor on Social Geek. Adplore is a local digital advertising software built specifically to help digital agencies, franchise brands, and multi-location businesses manage local advertising campaigns at scale. Adplore's technology enables users to scale advertising campaigns across thousands of SMBs, franchise locations, and enterprises all over the world. Agencies and internal marketing departments use Adplore to automate the creation, management, and reporting of campaigns on Google, Bing, Facebook, Waze, LinkedIn, and Spotify. Check it out now at adplore.com. Back in the podcast zone at Franchise Expo South. Joining me now is Elena Dolinsky. How are you? I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for the invitation, Jack. Well, I heard you were going to be at this event, and I said we've got to get Elena back on a podcast with us. And um, let's start with what you're doing now. Tell everybody about your business and some of the things you're working on. Well, as of right now, I'm a corporate advisor. And um, what I love the most for this role is I help companies to do business with purpose. Business with purpose. I love the sound of that. Tell me more. (laughs) So nowadays, you know, everybody wants to do business and they um, most of the time say when I get famous or when I got money, I'm going to help somebody, right? <laughs> that's no, that's no the right way. The right way nowadays is that the social impact component is part of the ADN of your business, of your initiative. So I'm working really hard in the franchise vertical for a concept that I call social franchise, which means do business with purpose. And I can give you an example. Please. Let's say that we have a massage okay. concept, right? And the way that they can do business with purpose is to have more owners, operators, ladies older than 55. See? Yes. So now we are getting there. We are incorporating the social impact in our ADN. So it's kind of like a diversity, equity, and inclusion, but maybe taking more in consideration the sustainable development goals. Right, and it's a little bit more tactical with with really 
down on the street level getting it done, not just sort of big strategic ideas, right? Completely. And you know what? It can be another, um, like, we just to have, you know, Chile and Chile to go because yeah. we just saw an opportunity there. This is pretty much the same. So any concept, any franchise who will love to surf this wave with me and better understand and have my uh, support and my advisor, uh, that's what am I doing as of right now. And I really love it because it's, it's another way to do business. And at the end, It's pretty much the same, but every morning you're gonna, you know, wake up with a different reason, right? To right. make it happen. It sounds like you're having a lot of fun doing this at the same time. What do you enjoy the most about what you're doing these days? Wow, so many things, but I will say to realize how much we can do together if we think how to help and to empower the local community that we serve as a franchise business. And, you know, for me, I have been involved with the franchise system since I was 18 years old. I started as a crew member in McDonald's in Venezuela. Wow. Yes, frying, you know, doing French fries and cleaning bathroom, and I go all over, you know, the corporation. Actually, I was uh, the first woman owner operator who started as a crew. Wow, no kidding. Yes, wow. yes. So, um, see the evolution of the franchise concept when... Nowadays, you can have a franchise of anything, of everything, yeah. pretty much, yeah. <laughs> to feel that I can build together a legacy when we can think beyond and just use diversity and inclusion not as an excuse right. to right. do good, right. but also, you know, to a purpose for our business to make a social impact in our communities. It's so much needed. It definitely is needed, and thank you for all of the work you're doing. If any of the brands out there are interested in working with you or they might have a project or need some help that you could that you could help them with, what's the best way to connect with you? Is it website, LinkedIn? Where, where can we send folks? LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Yeah, Elena Dolinsky, as simple as that. And... Um, As you may know, I'm from Venezuela. I have 20 years living here in the United States, specifically here in Miami. And I'm saying this because also I'm open to work with um, brands that are looking to engage with the Hispanic culture, Hispanic community in the USA. So that's, that's a good advantage as well. All right, very good. Thank you so much for joining us today, and we look forward to chatting again with you real soon. Thank you for the opportunity, and I'm glad to see you again next year here in Miami. Back in a moment after this word from Northeast Color. Northeast Color produces branded interior decor and custom signage solutions for the franchise industry with a special focus on value engineering.
They work with franchisors to re-engineer their existing signage packages to lower costs on materials, shipping, and installation, all while maintaining the integrity of their client's brand. In short, Northeast Color literally makes things better. Learn more now at northeastcolor.com. Back in the podcast zone at Franchise Expo South, speaking now with Tom Spadia. How are you, Tom? I'm great. I'm great. Thank Thanks, you, Jack, for, for having being me. Here. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad to see you at uh, back on the circuit at all of the shows. Um, we've got a really good crowd here today for a Friday. This is really outstanding. I think. Yeah, I've been very, uh, very happy with the traffic. Actually. It, yeah. Yeah. So um, tell everybody about your law firm and and sort of the specific types of law that you guys are doing. Yeah. So we are a franchise law firm and we are primarily, actually exclusively represent franchisors from the creation of a franchise system uh, and up through some level of maturity, usually until they get to a nice exit. We, We focus on founders. I'd say the 90 plus percent of our clients are founders of franchise systems. I think that's really our sweet spot. And some of it, I guess, comes from my background. Got it. Tell me about that background. So I got into the franchising world. I I took kind of a a weird, like everything in life, right? You take a weird route to get to where you end up and uh, happy where I ended up. And I could have never planned it. I, before I was an attorney, so I had a small business when I was in my 20s, mm. and it was an independent business. It was manufacturing of radio transmitters, of all things, actually. Um, and, of course, as we do this podcast over the Internet, you know what happened with all of those <laughs> industries, and they've disappeared. And I pivoted then when I was in my early 30s, and I became a business broker, thinking I would help manufacturing companies, but realizing that all the manufacturing companies in the area were had the same troubles that we had. And it turned me on to franchising. And... Uh, you know, the challenge I had when I was 30 as a business broker is I looked like I was in high school, so no one took me seriously. <laughs> so, so I started do, working the phones and helping people transition by buying a franchise. And I was a franchise broker. And, of course, my big joke is 20 years ago, the commissions weren't they, what they are today. Right. So I might still be a franchise right. broker. Right. You, you would have stayed with doing that. <laughs> right. and, then, and then I decided to go to law school. So I didn't go to law school until I was in my mid-30s. Oh, no kidding. Yes. Wow. And and I did that, and I actually had gotten hired by Rita's Italian Ice to run their franchise development. So I, I guess I am maybe the only or one of the few attor- franchise attorneys that can say I paid for law school with franchise commissions by selling franchises during the day. Nice. But it also gives you a little bit more credibility in the franchise space that you've actually been out there and, and developed a brand, and especially a cool brand like Rita's, right? You've actually sold franchises, which I don't know that there's a lot of attorneys who can say that. Yeah, you know, so, and it, and it really, so thank you, yes. And, and I think that's what we kind of bring to the business every day to our practice is that we have that perspective. They had just been bought by private equity. I helped grow them from 300 to 500 units. So not only do I think I have a good sense and my team have a good sense of what franchise prospects want, but you're playing the game focused on, you're playing the game focused on where you're going to build your brand and what your ultimate customer is, which is potentially that private equity exit. And then, you know, the, the generational wealth, you know, a founder comes to us, a couple of units, they're making a, maybe a few hundred thousand dollars a year in profit, and they're investing all this money to become a franchisor and roll the clock forward seven or eight years, and they have a business that's worth, you know, 
eight, nine figures. It's pretty incredible and, and satisfying. Yeah. Do you see what I see sometimes with that same person who seven or eight years later is still sitting there with two units and they really haven't franchised well and, and they're still trying to, I guess, in their mind, get lucky? And, 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 and what causes that? Are they just not making some good choices? Are they not putting in the work? What do you see happening out there with those So I, I think it's very common. Uh, and I think one thing that people don't maybe don't realize, if they're clients of mine, they realize it because I tell them the day they say I want to franchise my business, is it's probably only one out of four franchisors ever really gets a scale where they have royalty break even. Maybe it's even one out of five. We try to do better with our clients. And I think it's a combination of reasons. Now, first of all, the good news is that's why franchisors are so valuable because it's so darn hard to get there and to get to that level. So it's a worthy journey. But I think our clients, they overestimate how quick they're going to grow in the beginning. But I think they underestimate on the back end how valuable a brand they can really build. Because there's only, there's probably more buyers of franchise systems than good franchise systems go around. And, you know, general economics drives that value up. Um, But to your point or to your question of what happens, I think number one is they pick the wrong franchisees. Mm, Yeah. Or, or they pick any franchisees. Correct. Right? <laughs> I, I always like to tell people, the economics don't work, but pretend you had to write them a $40,000 check instead of you taking a $40,000 check. Would you still take this person? Because you'd be happy to get rid of them if they're a bad franchisee for forty grand. Right, right. That's a really good way to turn it around yeah. on them. Um, anything you see happening in the franchise space, let's say in the next six months or so, from a legal standpoint that you really kind of want to draw some attention to and tell everybody out there this is something you really need to pay attention to or be aware of over the next you know six to 12 months well you know in the immediate term i think things are i mean obviously from a legal standpoint i think the states are getting tougher and so i think there's a lot of uncertainty around some of the the heavily regulatory states, the Washingtons, the New York, the Californias, they're really, really getting tougher. And so they've added some people that don't have as, that haven't been maybe, they've been more on the enforcement side. And so I think you just have to be patient with what's coming down the pike and what maybe sailed through your registration last year is taking a lot longer mm. this year. The, t- the states are going to, we're, we're entering a, a, a heightened regulatory environment at the government level. And um, I think at the federal level and at certain state levels. So I think there's a, there has to be an awareness there that you really need to be buttoned up more than ever. And maybe adjust your timeline because, to me, regulation equals time. Correct. So, okay, got it. Um, last question. What do you enjoy the most about working with your firm and with your clients? You know, watching founders really realize their dreams. And I think that it's not just financial reality. It's the personal reality. It's something that they have poured their heart and soul into. And so for us, that's why we love representing founders because I get it. My grandfather owned a business, my dad, I own a business. And so I think the joy comes from just the grit that founders who really push themselves through and they get joy out of their franchisees being successful. And it just creates this very positive ecosystem and feedback loop. So I, I think it's the people. And, you know, um, 
it brings you a lot of satisfaction to have someone because I feel that sometimes we believe them when no one else believed them and that's the mindset of an entrepreneur yeah. and they say we're going to go on this impossible journey and other people kind of maybe laugh at them and we say hey let's do it if you put in the work you can do it yeah there have been a lot of impossible journeys out there so I love that uh, that perspective on it Tom if anybody has questions for you or they want to learn a little bit more about you and your firm where can we send them yeah, so I appreciate that. I mean, I think our, our website is probably the best place to start. Um, we're big into education and, and, and the timelines, the costs, that. I probably overshare, as my wife says. Um, but I say our website, www.spadialaw.com. That's S-P-A-D-E-A-L-A-W.com. And, um, you know, that's probably the best place. Or, you know, connect with me on LinkedIn. Okay. I'm pretty easy to find. Uh, or, you know, shoot me an email. All right. We will have links to all of those places in today's show notes. Tom Spadia, thanks so much for dropping by the podcast zone. Thanks, Jack. Back in the podcast zone now, chatting with Sally Fascinelli. Sally, how are you? I'm good, Jack. How are you? I'm terrific. I can't wait to hear more about your new brand. Tell me about what you're doing now. So I am the president of Salty Dog Pet Salon and Bakery. And what is Salty Dog? This is you you bring bring your uh, animal friends in and they take care of them in what way? So we are a pet grooming franchise and also a bakery and retail Oh, wow. Yeah. So baking doggy biscuits and things like that, right? Well, you don't actually bake them in the location, but we do have them in the location. So they get like little biscuits and things like that. So, oh, got it. Got Cookies, it. Nice. treats. Nice. And how long have you been in this new role? I officially started on July 1st of 2023. Oh, so you've got it all figured out. Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> got it Got it down. You know, I'm, I'm dreaming it. So, well, it's nice to see you on the franchisor side of the table now. Um, how's the transition from supplier and consultant and all of the cool things you've done into actually working for a brand. How's that transition been? So most people don't remember that I actually was on the brand side in the beginning of of franchising, my my career in franchising. That was before I knew you. Yeah. 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 So literally going back all the way to 1997. Wow. Crazy. But I love it. I absolutely love it. The happiest I ever was was back in 2000 to 2004 when I worked for another pet grooming concept. And so I'm super happy to be back on this side. I've been wanting to do this for a while. Great. Well, you sound really happy with this move. (laughs) Tell me what you enjoy the most about your new company. I would have to say it's the people. I love, I love the brand. It's a really fun brand, really sexy brand, but the people are the best and the founders. Awesome. Our investors are awesome. The guys I work with everybody, just the whole team. Nice. So if people want to learn a little bit more about what you're doing, or maybe they've got some questions specifically for you, where can we send them? Is it website, LinkedIn? Where do you prefer? You know what? I, I'm fine with anything. They can go to our website. They can go to my LinkedIn. They can send me an email. They can even text me. A lot of people have my cell phone, so that's fine too. Okay, cool. Well, we will put links to all of those places in today's show notes, and we appreciate you stopping by the podcast zone. All right. Thank you. Back in the podcast zone at Franchise Expo South, chatting now with Andrew Prater with DBAT. Andrew, welcome to the podcast zone. Thanks for having me. So tell me about DBAT. Uh, DBAT Baseball and Softball Academies um, are indoor uh, training space 
where uh, individuals bring their sons and daughters and kids and individuals of all ages to practice baseball and practice softball. And uh, you can head off pitching machines. Uh, you can buy, purchase things in our pro shop. Uh, you name it. Nice. Where's uh, headquarters? Headquarters in Dallas, Dallas, nice. Texas. Awesome. So uh, how long have you guys been franchising? We started franchising in 2009. 2009. And how many locations open? 152. Very good. Anybody you're particularly looking for as far as a franchisee, any sort of special traits or anything like that that stand out that, that make somebody a really successful franchisee for DBAT? Entrepreneur, entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, sometimes we get typecast that you need to have a baseball or softball background or some sort of. You got to have a good swing. Yeah, that's that's, <laughs> that's the least important. Um, so uh, it's just entrepreneurial spirit. Someone that wants to bring an asset to their community that's uh, wanting to work with kids. Nice. So my favorite question this year at the show that we're asking everybody: What do you enjoy the most about what you do? I enjoy the most uh, empowering uh, individuals to. Um, to operate a business uh, that, that pursues their passion. Um, I think there's a little bit of athlete or desire to pour into kids and individuals that want to grow their athletics and, and, and um, uh, things like that. So our, our brand, our company empowers them to, uh, to do that. Very cool. Love to hear that. If anybody wants more information about your brand or maybe they've got some questions for you directly, where can we send them? Uh, best place to be our website, uh, dbat, D-B-A-T dot com. Awesome. We'll have a link to that in today's show notes. Andrew, thanks for stopping by the podcast zone. You got it. Before we go, a quick word from Answer Connect. Everyone has a phone, but not everyone is answering the phone correctly. When you spend marketing dollars to grow your business, you cannot afford to miss any calls or answer the phone with, Hey, Answer Connect is open 24 hours a day, 365 days a year to support new business, current clients, or urgent calls, and they send messages to you immediately. They integrate with many of today's popular CRMs, taking advantage of technology and taking one more thing off your to-do list. In addition to taking calls, they set appointments, follow up on potential clients via form fill inquiries, and make outbound calls for reinvigoration campaigns. Let Answer Connect work in your business so you can work on your business. Call Answer Connect at 800-584-0234. That's 800-584-0234. Or visit AnswerConnect.com slash franchise. And thanks for listening to Social Geek. Your comeback of a lifetime starts now. This is the Social Geek Radio Network.